welcome to Relate and Meditate, the fast food of meditation with Daisy Clementine. Hey guys, in today's episode, I spoke to Georgia Samari, badass bass player in LA-based band Nasty Cherry. Check out their Netflix series. It's literally like the dream girl band. And she's also the founder of No Good Resin. George is a friend of mine from back when we were teenagers, and she has literally had the most hobbies and side projects out of anyone I know. I'm pretty sure she has a license to fly a plane, knows how to make swords, and was really into taxidermy for a hot second back in the day. We spoke about that moment when something really small and annoying, like someone talking really loudly on their phone near you, or someone cutting you off in traffic, just ruins your day and kills your vibe. In an effort to create a meditation that means your day isn't a total write-off, listen through to relate and then meditate. Enjoy. Hiya. Hey, babe. How are you? Good. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Just having some... (laughs) tech difficulties this morning oh my god always always I love it let's kick off then oh my god it's so funny every episode I've been like so like let's kick off or like let's get into it and I'm like fuck I really need to think of like a different way to um lead in because honestly I can't say kick off one more time Uh, also kick off sounds really energetic and we're meant to be calming down yeah I mean I yeah okay well Georgia let's Samari. Float let's float off. Let's float away. Let's float away into this episode. <laughs> I like mentally made a list of all the different um, uh, skill sets you've delved into. So my list currently mm-hmm. consists of taxidermy, which was obviously a classic when you were like 18. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, you got really into flying at one point, flying planes. That was a hobby, yes. Yeah, that was good. Um, something to do with swords. Have I made this up? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I was making them for films. Yeah, that's right. And obviously now creating resin and playing bass. Have I missed anything? Yeah. I mentally was kind of like r- running through and I was like, wow, you've really, um, you really throw yourself into everything that you're doing. And, um, In that actually- way. In a manic way, yeah, def- for sure. <laughs> it is but quite manic, but you really get are. into things. You get into things in a very, not in a childlike way, as in in an immature way, but in a, you know how when kids like really, really get into things yeah. and they get a new hobby. That is you. That is you every time you find it's, something. It's absolutely misguided passion, and that is very childish. It's like like a kid telling you they want to be a firefighter and buying the hat Mm. it feels very much like that childish enthusiasm childlike enthusiasm maybe I like that for you though I think um I like it for me too I think it's working out for you quite nicely um what do you wish there was a niche meditation for and why my main source of anxiety is standing in queues 
outside supermarkets at the moment um, because we're in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. But in general, standing in a queue and having someone behind you talking really loudly on the phone as if as if there's no such thing as personal space or or that everyone's excited to hear what they're saying. So I wish there was a niche meditation to deal with the very specific anxiety and quite honestly sometimes rage <laughs> that comes with Mm. standing in a queue and hearing other people talking really loudly on the phone I feel like that's a good mashup of like two anxieties because I really hate queuing and I hate like being stuck in traffic or um yeah any type of queue pretty much or some a situation where I don't think I can leave like that's the thing about queues that really like frustrates me it's like I literally can't leave because if I leave then I haven't accomplished the task Um, so you obviously have to stay and then the phone thing I think that's quite like a sensory um, aggravation have you been in one of those situations recently and have you overheard any weird phone calls like do you listen in um it was yesterday in the post office and I'm in there quite a lot I think but this there was a person, two people behind me, and it was it was just, I think being stuck in quite a mundane space anyway, doing mm. something that I needed to do. But having, I mean, this, this girl was just like, I would say almost shouting on the phone about a guy, like she was gossiping. Mm. But it wasn't engaging. And I almost like, it's, you know, when it's the point where you just want to turn around and be like, whatever you're saying is so boring. Mm. it's just not worth us all hearing Do you think this. it makes it better if it's like a bit more of an in- entertaining conversation? I don't know. I, I mean, I obviously it makes it better if it's a bit juicy, but then you want to hear the other person saying. Mm. I just think it's quite surprising and rude to not acknowledge other people's sensory and emotional space. Yeah. And that's what makes me really annoyed, that you would think that everyone needs to hear it you need to air your dirty laundry I've actually been reading a little bit this morning about um why people talk so loudly on phones and it pretty much like it actually comes down to three things so number one is that a lot of people feel like talking on their phone somehow isolates them from their immediate vicinity so they're basically in their own world of the conversation and just like completely unaware about what's going on around them. Um, The second is that a lot of people just enjoy being in the limelight. So, (laughs) and I think, I actually think you can tell, like I think um, you can tell when you're listening to someone else's conversation, if they're talking loudly on the phone, I think it's obvious if there's someone that like really wants you to know what they're talking about or if they're just kind of like completely unaware that other people would find it annoying yeah it can be so performative can't it when you're just when you can hear someone like really going in it's like they are almost performing to the bus or the queue or whoever is around them at the time yeah even if it is like and I feel like I actually embarrassingly feel like I was a bit like that maybe in my teen years like I don't know why oh yes I guess it's just like it's like a like a business call you'd think you're so important you're like I'm you know you're an intern and you were like 
yeah, like when you you first got the job and you're just like, like I need to make it look like I'm very professional and busy and important. Um, Totally. And it's funny actually, because my mum, she always says that I have like a different, a different voice. Like when I talk to people, um, it's in, it's on two occasions, actually. It's, it's one when I'm on like professional work calls, which last year, oh, it wasn't last year, it's a year before. Oh my God. Last year feels like such a write-off. It's like really skewed my sense of yeah. the last time I went home. But, um, the last time I went back to the UK, I was, I was on a work trip and mum came and stayed with me at the hotel that I was being put up in and obviously because she was staying with me I had to do all of my calls with her there and it like honestly got to the point where like I couldn't pick up the phone because I would like crack up laughing because my mom was like (laughs) dying of laughter on the bed because she was like what is this voice and like I don't I honestly still don't really know what it is I think I can feel when I started to do it but it That's was so, so bad. It was honestly so bad though, because like I literally couldn't answer the phone. So, you know. Um, and then she said, "When I talk, well, to some her, people love doing that." Yeah, I know. I think a lot of people have a phone voice. To be fair, um, but clearly mine's hilarious. And then the other time is if I'm talking to any, like, um, if I'm buying something, or if like if it's a waiter or a waitress, like apparently I have a completely different voice. that's that's hilarious I know it's it's awkward but um yeah so polite (laughs) yeah I think it's like overly polite to the point where it's just like I'm making it weird um so yeah number one is people feel like it isolates them number two people enjoy being in the limelight can you hear my washing machine by the way this is all like really unprofessional just gentle beeping but it's actually it was quiet enough to not bother me Okay, great. And, you know, you are the person in question with the, the sensory um, sensitivity. So I'm glad to hear. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> oh my gosh, should I turn it off? Hang on. Give me one sec. One sec. That is some home recording realness. I love that. Did you just kick it? <laughs> no, I just shut my door on the way out, but <laughs> quite aggressively. Um, I'm trying to keep my kitten out as well because normally... She's got this robot rat and she's figured out how to turn it on herself. So her new favorite thing to do is when I'm on the phone is to turn, um, turn it on. Um, That's very sweet. A very annoying rat sound. (laughs) 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 And then the last thing that I was reading, because yeah, I was a bit of a nerd and I wanted to figure out why people do it. Because a lot of, like there are people and obviously some people have like, um, hearing impediments that that could I think my dad talks quite loudly on the phone because of that which is fair enough and I think that's the only time it's really okay but they used to have something in phones and I think they still have it in landline phones called a side tone so it's where you can kind of hear your own voice in the speaker whilst you're talking so it gives you like a good gauge on like your volume levels but they don't have it in mobile phones anymore because and I, I'm, this could be completely wrong, but I think it's because when you're on a mobile, because your background noise would change all the time because you're out and about, there was kind of no, yeah. they didn't do it because um, I think it was hard to have a fixed volume of it. So there's a few reasons why people do it. Um, I understand. Yeah. I understand if you're like, um, 
if you're hard of hearing, you know? Yeah. I understand why you'd speak loudly. I just don't understand why you would choose. And, you know, there's always the times where, like, a doctor would call you for an appointment or, like, there's been an emergency, something's happened... Someone's like, you should make a list of all the, all, all the times it's okay to talk loudly. On <laughs> There's a lot of exceptions. The thing is, I never hear those exceptions. They're, they're never the ones that I'm hearing that are mm. driving me mad. The ones that are sending me to honestly the edge of the edge of what is considered like normal adult behaviour, where I literally want to scream and have a tantrum on the floor because it's wound me up so much. They're the people who are having very loud obnoxious conversations <laughs> where they just didn't need to have it and often it often they're like referring to like the queue in the conversation it's like yeah when just this really long queue yeah I'm so bored yeah what's going on with like it's never like it's never like a quick thing <laughs> it's always like a long chat and that's the thing that winds me up yeah, like I'm and actually I, getting like I'm getting worked up thinking about it. I also think um, the post office is like a. Re- I don't know what it is about the post office, but and I think it's um, worldwide. Like there is always a queue at the post office, and some, yeah. I've I've never been to the post office and some kind of like argument hasn't happened in there. Like people are pissed off in the post office, and so I I can really feel your pain that it would be that kind of scenario when someone talking loudly on the phone would really tip you over the edge yeah it it really does and I think it's also the intent that like in a situation where like no one's being their best selves you know we've all been waiting a long time we're all dealing with something quite mundane that you don't necessarily want to deal with people who are working there have to deal with shit all day I think to choose them to add to the stress and the drama and the, the frustration, it, it says a lot about a person. Mm, true. And I'm it just does. wondering how I can meditate through that moment instead of, you know, responding how I do, which is currently to just sigh loudly mm. or stare. Okay, because that was going to be my next question. Like, what are your, <laughs> what are your tactics? Because... Um, yeah, so yours is sighing and staring, which I think are quite the, um, classic. The sigh is like a very much a once of a, mm. you know, and you could only do that if they're next to you, but you know, by the nature of someone you, who's they're so talking, no, so they can't really hear you exactly. It's more for you. Um, the staring usually just they they think it's something to do with you, not them. They don't, there's never really like a connection made that you're staring mm. for a reason. Um, or, you know, the people who were number two on, on your list of why people do it, do think it's because you're interested in how important they are. Mm. Yeah. So they like, then they love the limelight more. Um, mm. So the other thing that I do is just like silently stew and then take that anxiety with me for the rest of my day. Yeah, and it ruins your day. <laughs> Well, before, it does. And then you we can't kind of explain it at the end of the day. You can't be like, oh, you know. <laughs> I overheard this one side of this me. conversation. It was like really annoying. And it wound me up, exactly. Oh my God. Well, I think your tactics are quite good. And um, again, when I was reading this morning about how to get someone to stop talking loudly on the phone, WikiHow obviously had an amazing article. 
um, okay, some top tips. So we'll get into what you think would soothe you in a meditation, but here are some practical tips for uh, how you could potentially stop the situation. So number one is isolate the loud talker. <laughs> this will allow you to address the behavior without embarrassing the caller or making a scene in public. See if you can take the caller aside to a secluded corner office or wall. Address them formally and be p- as polite as possible. So you could ask something to the caller to the effect of, sir, ma'am, can you talk a bit lower? Your voice is carrying. Most of the time, this should be enough. I feel like in your situation, possibly not. Um, no. And then they say, you may be dealing with a more stubborn individual or even a hostile one if asked <laughs> to quiet down. In this case, you want to avoid confrontation and should not press the matter with the isolation step. So the isolation step isn't for everyone. So <laughs> I love, I really wish that there were some, maybe I can put visuals up somewhere of like the different, you know, on WikiHow, how they have the cartoons. Yeah, that's just show. Oh, the amazing cartoons. Yeah. Um, okay, so ask the caller to stop directly, which again, risks a confrontation with the loud caller. It's not really what you want when you're going to the post office and you're dropping stuff off and, you know, you don't really want to be having this confrontation, but... I feel like also, this is more I don't up your alley. I'll be in the line for. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be in in a queue for an hour with someone you've really, you know, aggressively <laughs> confronted. Off. Yeah, and now they and now awkwardly they probably don't feel like they can be on the phone. So you're both just bored and annoyed. Um, yeah. So I feel like this is more a bit more up your alley. So attempt something subtle at first, such as making eye contact. So staring. You've already done that. Great. Um, <laughs> Throat clearing, which is a bit of a step up from uh, the sigh. And I think it could be more effective, a bit more um, vocal in this sense. Head shaking, yeah. quite good. Um, and I feel like that's quite, I feel like that is quite British as well, like a tut or a head yeah. shake. So that could, that could work well for you. Um, or hand waving, which they haven't really... I feel like there's a lot of different hand waving you could do. So I feel like this article could be a bit too um, vague. Yeah. Hand waving. Mm. Mm. I'm literally like thinking of a hand, you know, the hand gesture that people do when um, it's like the slit throat hand gesture. Yeah. That's That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking like a phone gesture and then like a slit throat gesture. Like, I think that would be, maybe, that could be and then the one. maybe like a wink to follow. <laughs> Just, Just to add, add a little confusion. bit of spice. <laughs> add a bit add of confusion. Spice, get them off the phone to ask, for them to ask you like, what's, what's happening. Um, hand gesture. Maybe like just covering your mouth. Well, and the, pointing at them. Well, the one, okay, so the one that they have got here as the hand <laughs> waving in, in the cartoon, mm. it's quite funny actually. It literally just looks like the stop sign. Like, just like, you know, if you just hold your hand up, like stop. Yeah. But I just, I feel like that could be a bit um, confusing. I don't know. I would say that's incredibly confrontational. <laughs> I would, I don't think that's. I don't think that's me. No. So I think maybe the throat clearing, the head shaking and the <clears> eye contact could be a good combo. And then maybe the slit throat. If it doesn't, yeah. hand gesture, if it doesn't Depends. settle. Hmm. 
yeah well okay so there's some practical tips I hope that's been helpful Mm -hmm. um for you very calming tips yes yeah um and then I mean I feel like from experience and and this is like my combo I think it's a com really is like a combo anxiety of like having to wait and being annoyed by something in the environment around you like Mm. personally for me like I find the phone conversation annoying but I'm often wearing headphones so normally I can drown it out um which really they should have like put that in the article because I feel like that's a hot tip but um for me it's like if I'm too hot in a queue as well like that really escalates um the situation for me um but what helps is focusing on why I'm there and what I need to get done and then just like distraction is key so what would you normally do so obviously you're going to the post office a lot at the moment because you are posting all of your resin work which is very very cool thank Um, you but I'm hoping that we can help you deal with the post office trips because you know (laughs) We want it. We want it to be as smooth as possible for you. So, what are like? What are your key distractions that you would do? Do you ever take anything with you? Um, my phone. Mm. Never alone with a phone. Never alone with a phone. Um. Yeah. Probably my phone's the only thing that I have with me. Mm. Well, there's lots of things you can do. I feel like you could do emails. You could do. The other day I had to go to the doctors and I was like the biggest way ever. And I org- I reorganized all of my apps and it took ages, but That's it was amazing. Good. It felt so good because then not only had I, it felt like, it felt, it felt like the queue was productive. I think maybe that would help actually like acknowledging that. I think that's my issue with it is that it's an unproductive time and it's made worse by hearing other people other people's banalities you know mm. so I feel like it would help maybe actually if I like cleared out my camera roll yes that is honestly a never-ending task I think that's a really good one it's just 13,000 photos of me <laughs> it really just is the I odd mean, sunset dotted in from the same window surely isn't that just like everyone's camera roll in COVID though like just thousands of selfies thousands although I also had this weird thing I god it's very like it's like a kind of like an an animal reaction to self-image but I had this thing recently when I went through like photos from trips and stuff I have a lot more of myself in front of things than I do of friends in front of things and so I made a point in the last year that if I go on a nice walk or something and there's a view I get a picture of friends in front of the view or just of the view. Cause I don't want to look back and see myself there. I want to see who I went with or like, you know, Yeah. but for ages true. I was like, got a kick out of being like, Oh, that's me. Like in front of that thing. Yeah. And, um, that's true. Yeah. I actually feel, um, I was looking at my Instagram page the other day. I've, I've just got back on Instagram after Congratulations. a month off. Thank you. Um, it was really hard. And, um, I was looking at my Instagram and I was like, all of my pictures are just of me. Like yeah. it basically looks like I have no friends. <laughs> it's funny. I, I think you've got to go one way or the other. You've either got to go just all friends or, or, you know, you can be like, look, this is, this is just going to be all about me. And that's, 
that's, that's it. gonna be okay if you're on my but page you're gonna see that. me you yeah you will see me or things about me mm. but not my friends they've got their own space yeah and here's a link to their profile if you want to check them out yeah I think one of the most savage things I do on Instagram sometimes actually and I did it recently it was a friend's um it was a friend's birthday and I had she's just moved into an apartment down the road from mine and I had um it's covered in mirrors so like every wall is a mirror pretty much which you know I feel like I feel like it's a bit it's a bit confronting sometimes um yeah but great for selfies so I took quite a cool like outfit selfie um in her mirror and then I took a few pictures of her like in um in her space too because you know like celebrate she's got this new great apartment and when I went to post for her birthday I was like yeah, like I obviously really want to post this picture of you, but I also really want to post this outfit selfie of me. And so I just popped her on the back of a carousel and it was like a birthday oh. post for her. I was like, oh, like that was really, that was not, that was quite narcissistic of me oh, really. Right, but... because you wanted to save the cool picture for your outfit. Yeah. So you just actually used the one of her. You couldn't post obviously two of the same pretty much. Well, no, because um, I, I posted, I, it was me and then it was her, like swipe, and in my caption, I think I was like, uh, swipe across to see like the birthday girl, but it was like, really like, here's my uh, post, here's my of, outfit. That's, that's really mad. It is mad. I would um, say that's actually one one up from the posting the picture where you, you're, the birthday girl looks like a piece of shit and you look oh, amazing. I would that's say actually, so bad. You were less, I feel like yours was more owned than that. Yeah, for sure. But you know, we all have our um, we all have our social media downfalls. I feel, but I think definitely sorting through the camera reel is a really, really good one because I would say the majority of people in the world need to do that and need to have a couple of photos. So that is a good one. How do you kind of talk to yourself when you're in that situation? Like, what's your inner monologue, or is it just like this is really annoying? think I try to not do that I think if I'm being more um, mindful of my own joy um, I'll run through the rest of my day or I'll just try and clear my head of anything um, mm. so I just feel like a, almost like a vegetable standing up because <laughs> um, I think that can be really good sometimes to just not think I mean I'm someone who runs without music and without anything because I like listening to sound my own breathing um and I find yeah I find it really the only time in my life where there's no noise I find it quite meditative do you think it's because um has that been since you have been in the band or have you have you always run to no music because that to me is honestly verging on psychotic it is it's psychotic it's definitely been since I've been making music but also I realised that I get really, if like, I don't, I'm quite lazy, so I don't really have organised running playlists. The BPM always changes, which mm. really affects my run. But also, I like using it as time to think. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll come to big conclusions on a run. Um, so that is kind of meditative also, for you. Yeah, so I, I think if I can get into that mindset and cues and stuff and kind of just like let my mind go absolutely blank, it's like I leave my body for an hour 
which sounds so mad actually even saying it out loud but I also do have a really loud inner voice um Daisy I found out recently that some people don't have an inner voice oh my god I found this out last year and I can I actually cannot comprehend can you explain a little bit about how it was explained to you so I read an article that um a girl had made a joke about there's this, that she was a journalist. I've, I've forgotten basically all the important details of black people's <laughs> names and dates and things. But she, there's a, a woman to vaguely a woman joked to a friend about her inner voice, and her friend thought she was joking or crazy. And they spoke about it a bit, and it turns out that only fifty percent of people have an inner monologue. So 50%. if like it was something it was something it was a really high percentage of like of people do not have an inner monologue so like for example when I think I'm hungry I'm going to the kitchen those actual words and the actual sentence happens in my head like I hear those words in my head oh I'm hungry people who don't have the inner monologue just feel the sense of being hungry and go and make food they don't have the conversation with themselves and I think that's mental Obviously, you know, that they feel fine because they're not aware of what it feels like to have a monologue. Um, but I think I have such a loud internal monologue that sometimes comes out and I am just talking to myself loudly. That mm. um, I think running without music or is actually fine. But I guess, yeah, sorry, I, I actually didn't go into that very well. No, and that's the whole did. episode, Daisy, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I can't, I honestly can't get my head around in a monologue thing because... In my mind, it's like, that's kind of how, and I don't, I really don't mean this offensively to anyone that doesn't have an inner monologue, which <laughs> is mental really. But, you know, I, it's quite animalistic. That's how I kind of feel like animals operate. Like I recently mm. got a cat and there really mm. seems to be no, um, no gap between her thinking like oh I want to run over here and her doing it like there's just no there's clearly not really much thought process and that's kind of that's kind of how I feel about people that don't have an inner monologue it must honestly it must be quite nice sometimes like imagine if you could just switch it off that would be ideal yeah I guess that's the point of meditation do you meditate I do um I think weirdly I meditate while running, I would say I do meditate. Mm. Um, I know it's not classic because I'm moving at speed, but I do feel mentally clear. Yeah. I think, you, I think everyone has their own kind of form of meditation. That's kind of what I wanted to achieve with this is kind of highlighting how different people do it and then obviously creating meditations that are very niche. Because for me, and I know this really isn't how you're supposed to meditate. I know it's meant to be a uh, practice that you take into every day and I've no doubt it would be really beneficial if I did do that but I'm just not one of those people at this point in my life that can do that and so for me I really wanted to create these like very niche meditations that have um, a quick fire solution for a very specific problem like yours Um, but I think observing what other activities that you do in your life that are meditative is really helpful. Like I think cooking is a good one for people. Running is definitely up Mm. there. I wonder if it, I guess it would kind of take away if you did listen to music then for you. Um, 
if you were running because you wouldn't really be able to hear what you were thinking about I think that's you kind of weirdly hit the nail on the head for me there I think for me meditating is doing something repetitive or mindless that involves like my physical body having to do the work Mm. so my brain can switch off so like if I'm like um cooking but it's something that I always make or I'm like walking or I'm running or just basically anything that I can do mindlessly that doesn't involve any like sensory focus it's like just like my limbs having to do the Mm. focus has has, uh your resin work fallen into that category yet or are you still kind of experimenting and not really able to 100% flow in it yet where are you at if I'm doing stuff like um if I'm doing rhinestone stuff with the resin I find Mm. that really meditative because I can just like it involves me like with tweezers just sticking rhinestones on things which is fine um the rest absolutely not it's quite high focus for me Mm. um I'm not naturally gifted um I think out of but all I of my viewing is so hard because of like the yeah I think I'm just I'm really in my head yeah okay well we can definitely cross something that will hopefully I think what we need to do is it's like you need that shift of I'm really annoyed I'm in a bad mood and then shift it into what does the rest of my day look like and how can I focus on that instead and I think a big thing with queuing for people as well is like not knowing how long you're gonna have to key for so yeah I think if you need if you can like release that control um a little bit it would be very helpful I personally find it quite hard but um hopefully we can make something that will (laughs) that will help people that'll be easier um well thanks I think this has been a productive chat and I feel like a lot of people will feel your pain and um, hopefully we can craft something. We'll send it to you first so you can try it out when you have a particularly big post office trip coming up. So, I mean, it, they're pretty, you know, they're, they're constant. So, <laughs> yeah, my mum also loves sending me shit and having me send her stuff. So they're constant. Great. Love that for you. Thank you. Okay, we love you and let's chat love soon. You loads. Yes, have a lovely day. Bye, babe. Bye. Now that you've related to the issue at hand, it's time for a very short and manageable meditation. It's really more of a pep talk to help you shape your thoughts. Please don't listen to these meditations whilst driving or doing anything else where you need to concentrate. The episode will end at the end of the meditation to give you some time to reflect. It would be so appreciated if you could please, please, please subscribe and share this podcast to help it reach more people and leave a review with any niche meditations you would like to hear in the next episodes. Enjoy. Okay, you're annoyed. You've been stuck listening to someone's obnoxiously loud phone call. Someone's cut you off in traffic. You've dropped your shopping bag on the way from the car. Something small has been the last straw. Your day is ruined. You've snapped. You're ready to get into bed, put on Netflix and sign out for the day. Hang out with us for a second and let's turn your day back around. Wherever you are, turn this meditation up to drown out the outside noise and give yourself five minutes of dedicated time to draw a line under the shit part of your day 
We're bringing back those positive vibes now. Breathe in. Breathe out. Firstly, it's okay to be annoyed about stupid shit. Sometimes small things feel big and our annoyance is contagious. It's like a domino effect. You're triggered by someone invading your space, being noisy and demanding attention. You take your angry mood and snap at someone who's accidentally bumped into you. They snap at their partner when they get home. Let's diffuse our pissed offness and stop this angry cycle in its tracks. We're all feeling the pressures of the demands of the day to day, rushing around, ticking off chores, and we all hate going to the post office. We all really, really hate queuing. Release the control and understand this moment whilst you're waiting here is actually a rare moment that gives you permission to stop rushing. Maybe it feels really uncomfortable to be still. That's okay. You're still being productive, even just by listening to this meditation. And you'll be thrown back into the rush of the day any minute now. Use this time to reset your intention for the day ahead. Breathe in deeply. Breathe out. Yes, that person talking on the phone is super annoying. We hope you can't hear them over this track, but don't let their loud behavior rattle you. You need to protect your own calm energy, draw an invisible bubble around yourself and stay inside it. Avoid the sensory overload by focusing on my voice now. Focus on how the clothes feel in your skin. Focus on what's around you. Take a quick mental note of 10 things around the room you can see right now. How do you want to feel at the end of the day? Accomplished? Energized? Inspired? In control of your own energy? Or are you going to give your power away and let someone else's negative vibe affect you? Now if you're in your car or somewhere you can be relatively alone, shake your body. We're serious. Shake out your arms, your shoulders, flick your hair around. Remove that negative, angry energy from your body. Let it go. Now stop. One last big breath in. And out. We're hitting reset. Your day is not ruined. Get out there and spread the good vibes because they're contagious too. Why wait until tomorrow? Hit reset now. You can change it.